Ciao, Bella. I am Oceana Fortuna, and this is the Breathe, Love, and Magic podcast. We'll talk about a magical mix of mystical methods, including everything that works to live your best life, grow spiritually, and maybe find love. Open your heart, expand your mind, and connect with spirit to embrace the magic that is all around you. If you enjoy the show, please give it a thumbs up or write a glowing review and subscribe so you'll know when the next episode is available. And may good fortune come to all those who listen to the Breathe Love and Magic podcast. And now, on with the show. Hi, today's guest on the Breathe Love and Magic podcast is yogi and author Tracy Weber. She credits yoga with saving not just her life, but the lives of countless others. And her quote is, I've watched yoga transform lives and always for the better. I love to share the gifts of yoga with other people. And that's partly what this book is about. So we'll tell you about her book that is called Reclaim Your Wild. And that'll come up in a little while. So the point of the book is that it's a chance to help people transform and flourish, to find their true nature, their true wild, and their true self, which I got to tell you sounds incredibly exciting to me. So welcome, Tracy, and thanks for being on the podcast. Thanks for having me, Ronnie. This is amazing. What an opportunity. I really appreciate it. Oh, that's so nice. (laughs) All right, wonderful. We're going to have fun. We're going to talk about yoga. And, you know, the whole point of this podcast is to talk about what is your kind of magic, you know, which clearly is the yoga. How would you say that yoga has transformed your life? Like, just fill us in a little bit. So my yoga journey started when I was 12 years old, growing up in a household uh, that was very traumatic, very uneasy, I didn't feel safe and secure. Yoga helped me navigate those really scary, muddy waters. Um, And I honestly didn't even realize it at the time as a 12-year-old kid. I mean, I really kind of had no idea. Uh, But I got my hands on this beautiful book by an author named Richard Hittleman, Yoga 28-Day Exercise Program. I would every single day go to my room and practice the breathing, practice the poses. So it, it really helped me navigate a very difficult childhood. And that is kind of where, I guess back then that seed was planted in my head that I wanted to give these gifts, these tools, these spiritual activities to other people. So it did transform my life, not only by helping me to navigate these troubles, but to also realize that I wanted to serve other people in that way. Wow. Now, as a 12-year-old, how did you ever run into this book? That's the magic. I yeah. Have no idea. I don't, I have no idea how I found this book. I don't recall it. All I know is, is, is that I still have it. Wow. And yeah. I don't know where it came from. And, you know, that was in, so that was like in 1975. Yoga was like just beginning to come into the States and, you know, it was very sort of um, looked down on, you know, this, this otherworldly kind of stuff. So I kind of feel like the universe just put this book in my path to, to help me. Like, I feel the universe has had a bigger plan for me than 
what was happening in my life. So I, I don't know. I have no idea how I found huh. it. Isn't yeah. that, that's really fun. I know if somebody asked me how I found a book at 12, I probably wouldn't remember that either, but I was just curious. Yeah. I wish I did. I wish I had this great story, but I know maybe that is the great story. It is a great story because somehow it did appear. Do you believe in reincarnation? I do. This is what goes through my mind. My mind says, this isn't the first time. This isn't your first time at the yoga rodeo. (laughs) And so you stumbled upon that book because your higher self or soul knew, all right, we know what Tracy needs. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Oh, I I believe that. I believe you have these, these life experiences over and over until you learn the lesson or until the universe steps in and helps you with it. So, you know, I'm sure that my Catholic upbringing is probably my grandparents are probably rolling around in their graves thinking that, oh my gosh, what is Tracy doing? But I, you know, I believe these things I've evolved. I don't, I don't associate myself with one religion, particularly. Um, I was raised, you know, raised Catholic. I was baptized. I went to a crazy Catholic school, but I don't, I don't believe, I don't like to follow Catholicism because I don't think that being shamed and being in fear of going to hell is the reason to be good. I want to be a good person because I want to be a good person. Uh, not because I'm afraid of going to hell, not because I feel guilt and shame. And to yeah. me, that's where the basis of Catholicism comes, yeah. comes from. So I moved away from that a long, long time ago. But I haven't found a religion other than just being good and loving and kind that I want to pursue. Sure, sure. Well, and that's partly why I do this spiritual podcast too, because I don't subscribe to any religion, but I am very spiritual. So I understand what you're talking about. And I'm sure our listeners do as well. Good for you for finding your own path. That's not always the easy road, right? Taking your own path, but it is the one that gives us the lessons we need most. Yes. So 100%. As long as you're, as long as you're listening for them, right? Right. As long as you're hearing them and listening to those messages that are being sprinkled in, peppered into your life. So, yep, absolutely. So stuff. today, what role does yoga play in your life? Well, it's huge. Yoga is my my passion. Yoga is my my job. So I I was working at a, at a radiology company that I won't mention for 17 years. I stayed there, and I enjoyed it for six minutes of those 17 years. Oh dear. <laughs> Yeah, it was, it was not a pleasant experience. I stayed doing that for my family. You know, I thought it was the right thing to do quickly started becoming a person that I didn't even recognize, never mind liking, but I I continued, I did it and I did it. Um, In 2013, I decided to take my yoga teacher training wanting to just know more about it. You know, I, I practice at home all the time. I use my Richard Hittleman book and I would do YouTube and whatever, practice myself. I'd go to classes, but I wanted to know more. So I took my yoga teacher training and that was, was the, the, the catalyst for me. I decided to quit my job at the radiology company and pursue yoga. I became a yoga teacher. I have just jumped in head first, teaching, practicing with other people. Um, I, I love the community that I have created with Walk nice. About Yoga. Beautiful nice. 
lovely, lovely group of people. And I just continue to keep learning. So I just finished my 300 hour yoga teacher training this month. Wow. Yay. Congratulations. So yeah, thank you. It's yoga is a huge, huge foundation of my world. Um, and I, I know that I'm a different person because of it. You can ask my husband who says that well, I'm very Zen. Uh, oh, yeah. so that's what it does. That's what I was curious about. What, how does it actually, like, what does it do for you? Like you, that you would never give up yoga and it's become this incredible passion. And it's so interesting. You said 2013, because so many people awakened and shifted after 2012 yeah. when there was the 12, 12, 12, the big event, you know, right, from the, right. um, was that from the Mayan calendar? So anyway, you're right along with so many of us. So tell me though, like, what does the yoga actually do? Like your, like your husband would say, it gives you some Zen that calms you down or whatever. Is that what you attribute to yoga? Absolutely. And um, in addition to that, yoga teaches us how to be comfortable in uncomfortable situations. So meaning, hmm. You don't, yeah, it's really interesting. So, so you don't attach to, to things. For example, I ran out of my, my book, right? I sold out of all of my books and I was waiting for my next shipment to come and it did not come in time for a, uh, a fair that I was doing over the weekend. Old Tracy would have been pre, pre-yoga understanding. Tracy would have been just apoplectic beside myself. Uh you know, th- this is why I'm doing this fair. I've got these books and da, 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 da. I don't do that anymore. And it's because I realize yoga teaches you that when you become attached to an outcome and that outcome doesn't happen, that's where the anger and the disease happens. So I just don't attach myself to things like that. So I don't get angry. I mean, not to say I never get angry. Of course right, I do. Right. But yoga has, yoga has given me those tools to understand that it's not, it's, it's not important to become attached to that. It, it worked out. The fair was beautiful. I had a lovely time. I met lots of people. So yoga gives, gave that to me where it gives me the knowledge to not attach myself to outcomes. It physically strengthens my body. So I think most people come to a yoga practice for the postures, the asana, for the workout. Yoga is, right. is, is a workout, but it's more work in. Yes. So, so that's what happened to me. I came to these poses. I came to yoga to do these poses, but then I realized that there's so many more things to it. There's so many different levels on a spiritual level, on an emotional level. And it naturally happens. I think, I think people come to the, come to yoga classes for the poses, but then they realize at some point that, holy moly, there is so much more to this for me. That's kind of where I am. Excellent. Excellent. All right. Well, thank you for sharing that. So now I want to just talk a little bit about the book. So the book is called Reclaim Your Wild. So let's find out what does that mean to you to reclaim your wild or live wild? What is that about? I was at one point in my life, I was always a tomboy. And at one point, my parents decided that they wanted to send me to a modeling school 
to try and make me make me not behave the way that I was behaving, running around yeah. dirty and playing in the mud and everything. So they sent me to Barbizon in Stanford. This was a long, long time ago to wow. try and try and contain me to make me into who they thought I should be, what society was telling them that their daughter should be. You know, they tr- they really tried to just kind of tame me and force that kind of wild nature, my true nature, out of me. And I tried to do that. You know, I permed my hair and I, you know, I always was trying to be skinnier and and da, 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 and all that stuff that society tells you to do. And I wasn't happy. So this book is a, a guide to help women get back to who they are before we were told all of this other ridiculous stuff. So Reclaim Your Wild is a 30-day journey and uh, takes you on different tasks, offers different yoga poses to help you break out of those boxes that we've been put into and be your true self, whoever that is. This helps you find it. So I was asked, you know, at the end of this book, what, what, should, what should the readers expect? Are they going to all of a sudden be running around naked screaming? Well, probably not. <laughs> That's quite a visual. Right? Could you imagine? <laughs> They will, they will experience something. Will they feel completely that, you know, their true nature? I don't know. Maybe, maybe some will, but like yoga, this book is a practice. It is something that you can continually do over and over again, just like yoga. Yoga is a practice. It's not a perfect. You are always going to evolve in yoga. So you doing these tasks and, and experiencing the different things that this book has to offer you're going to keep evolving. And isn't that beautiful? Just this evolution yes. of yourself in, in your yoga practice or in your, in your reclaiming your wild, you know, it's, it's an evolution. It's a, it's a constant, slow and steady practice. Yeah. Uh, and that's beautiful. Yeah. It's a process. So it's not a destination. And I think that's what I'm getting out of it. It's right. the whole idea of being who you are, like on the back of your book cover, it said, it's who the wild self is who you were before you were told you couldn't, shouldn't, or can't. Mm-hmm. And before all that negative self-talk began to drown out your positive self-talk. And boy, that is major because as a love and dating coach that I have to work with my clients all the time because yeah. you can only imagine dating is such an opportunity for you to beat yourself up. Oh man. Yeah. And it's just for some people, it's just so brutal and every little thing really brings them down. So I work really hard to get them to learn how to talk to themselves because learning to be kind to yourself mm-hmm. really is such an essential skill set that who teaches that? Right. You know, right. like it's too bad that they don't teach that in school as some kind of secondary life lesson, boy, that would help no matter what you were facing to just, you know, accept who you are, work on it. You can work on it. Doesn't mean you don't, you know, you don't try to evolve like you're saying, but to just accept and love yourself and know that you're doing your best. You didn't do your best, then you'll do your best the next time. I think that is so such a powerful thing. And yeah, people can get some of that out of your book. Whoa, that is huge. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. 
Have you heard that saying where something like treat yourself or talk to yourself like you would talk to your best friend? Yeah. You know, would you say these horrible things that you sometimes, would you say those to your friends? No, 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 no. So, so, so treat yourself that way. Yeah. It's hard. That's excellent. Well, in fact, you probably wouldn't even say those things to somebody you really disliked. Right. You know what I mean? Because those things probably wouldn't come out of your mouth, but they're in your head all the time. time. Oh, you're stupid. Why did you do that? Who do you think you are? That'll never happen. You're not good enough. Blah, blah, blah. Do you think that the yoga practice has helped you with that internal chatter as well? Yes, I do. Absolutely. When I start noticing myself having these thoughts, I say, okay, you're having those thoughts. Let them go. They always pop in, but sure. recognize, recognizing that, that they're, that they're rearing their little ugly heads and you can say, okay, that's I, there, there, that goes, I see what's happening and just get it out of there. Don't stew with it. Don't let it sit there and continually play yeah. over and over your head, recognize it's happening and then, then release it, let it go. And that goes back to what you were saying about how yoga has helped you not be too attached to the outcome. So that's also probably true with whatever that inner chatter is that just wants to rip you down. You know, we all have that inner chatter and in coaching, they call that a lot of times the gremlin, which was actually stolen from the author, Richard Carlson, although maybe he took it from borrowed from somebody else, but he wrote a book called Taming Your Gremlin. And when I went through coaching school, I know, you know that book? Yes, I do. I always do. I actually, I gave that book to my daughter. It's an awesome book. It's a great book. Yeah. 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 It's just helping you separate from all that inner dialogue and recognizing that that inner dialogue is not your true authentic self. And that in itself is incredibly liberating. So, you know, I always tell people, even Anthony Robbins has that nasty inner chatter. It's just that he really knows how to handle it. And so does Oprah. And so like everybody has that inner chatter. And it's just learning to tame your gremlin, learning to tame that inner chatter or let go of it or not be attached to it or not get bothered by it and not to believe it. For sure. The only thing I can say about that inner voice is it does serve a purpose. And the original purpose was to keep you safe, but it goes overboard. It doesn't want you to you know, look foolish or whatever. But if you were hemmed in by that voice, you'd never learn to do yoga or play golf or paddleboard or play an instrument or try to play poker or do anything new because it wants to keep you safe. And probably in ancient times, that inner voice trying to keep you safe was essential. But today it holds us back. So it's great to think that with yoga, that's another way to tame your gremlin. I think that's an incredible benefit, right? Yes. So um, you published your book, yay, and you're having fun with it. And you told me that it took you a year to pull it all together and create this book. I think of it as like having a baby. I didn't have a baby, but I have had six books. So So tell me, what did you learn in that year that it took you to create your book? I learned that the universe does answer you. I learned that anyone could do anything if they put their mind to it. Yeah. Yes. I'm, you know, and and I'm saying that from a place where I, 
literally hardly, I literally got, barely got out of of high school. I mean, uh, you know, I was put into a special program where we had no books, we had no tests, all of our learning was done outside, you know, through hiking and and adventure, you know, outward bound kind of stuff. Basically, they just wanted us to show up and then graduate. That's, that's kind of what this class, I loved, I loved the class was called alternatives in it. And it was very helpful to me, but you know, I never went to college. So I've learned that person from my background can write this, you know, this book and anybody can do anything that they want, that they set their mind to. And that is such an amazing lesson and something to like really sink into your bones and really, that's how I felt about getting married over 40, <laughs> because I figured, oh, damn, if I could do this, anybody could do this. Let me show you how. And that's what I've been doing for several years now is trying to help people, because I really that's believe awesome. in the same way you think of, you know, how if you could write your book, you could do anything you put your mind to. That's yeah. exactly how I feel. I feel like if you really want anything you want, whether it's writing a book, finding love, getting a master's degree, building a home, losing weight, whatever it is, put your mind to it. Believe in yourself, right? And then you can make it happen. Absolutely. And there are so many lessons along the way. So I love that you said the universe does respond and answer. I don't know if there's a story in there you want to share. I'll share it. Okay. It's kind of, it's really, it's really, it's an amazing story. So a few years, maybe four years ago, I put out to my students a very crude, terribly written 30-day challenge, very similar to what this book is. And I just gave it to them for free. I don't, I don't know. I must have had some time on my hand and I just thought this thing up. So last June during COVID, I decided to go camping by myself at a a beautiful campground off the coast of Virginia where my family, as a young family, we would go camping all the time, my husband, myself, and my daughter. And I wanted to go by myself. So I was there, I rented a bike, I crossed over the bridge to Assateague Island where the wild ponies run free and it's a beautiful place. And I was out there riding my bike for a couple of hours and asking the universe how I can, I can combine my love of yoga and my love of nature and empowering women and animals, like how I can put all these things together and make a living, right? You gotta make a living. So we're out there riding, sweating, getting bit by mosquitoes, zero answer came, nothing. So I go back to my tent, I check my phone and I get a text from the woman who published my book asking me if I wanted to make that 30 day challenge into a book. Wow. Yes. And that is the absolute 100% way that that story happened. Literally got back and there was that text and we started writing it as soon as I came home. Yeah. That is so amazing. It's a miracle. Yeah. Like a miracle. I, I, I so relate to that. You know, when I wrote my first book, I didn't have a publisher and agent. I tried, there was no create space at the time because it was like 2005 or maybe 2004. And so I didn't know how I was going to get this published. And I, they had a lot of places like um, iUniverse and Author House, which were helping, you know, newbie authors 
publish because you had to, you couldn't buy an ISBN number. You had to be a publisher. Right. So I, the same thing, I mean, you and I live in the same town and it's just so interesting because I don't know how this happened, but somehow I, first of all, I told everybody what I was doing and somebody eventually said you should talk to, and I can't even remember the woman's name, but she had a small publishing company in Milford. And she hardly charged me anything. And she said, I'll give you your first ISBN. And then when you're ready, you can get your own or whatever. And so that's how I published it. And then I, you won't believe this, but like the author house and all those places, their process was so long. And in November, I was ready to, to publish. I wanted it done by, you know, February 14th for Valentine's Day. I was so frustrated because they all said at the beginning of, oh, no, it was October. They couldn't make it. They couldn't make from October to February 14th to publish my book. So I said, I'm going to figure this out myself. Talk about the universe. I'm sitting at my desk doing, I don't know what else, something else. And the <laughs> phone rings and some guy calls and he wants to sell me printing. I'm like, you know, my business, I don't need any printing. I don't, unless you pr- print books on demand. Yes, we do that too. Whoa. No way. <laughs> yes. It was so unbelievable. I'm like, okay. So he was in the next town over. I only printed 50 books and they were, I don't know, seven bucks a piece or whatever. And there you go. And that was like, so the same kind of miracle. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. The same kind of miracle. Yeah. And to me, that is the magic of life is when these things come together and you know you're doing the right thing because all the pieces just keep filtering into you, right? Right. And you don't even know how. Right. They're They're just dropping into your lap. And thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, a lot of gratitude. Yes, Absolutely. A lot of, gra- of gratitude. Yep. So much gratitude. Wow. So now that you have published your book, which is huge, what's coming out for you? What kind of magic is showing up now that it's out there and being purchased and people are looking at it? And So the magic for me is how people are reacting to the book. Uh, Just saying this is exactly what I need right now. I had a friend from the radiology company that I worked for came to my book launch and said that reading my book helped her make the decision to leave the job. Ooh. Yeah. Wow. The magic for me is what magic is happening to the readers. That's what I wanted. So I'm full of gratitude and just awe, just want the magic to keep spreading. Yeah. yeah. Oh, what I I just want to hold on to that for a minute. What an incredible thought. Like I can just picture all of these, like we'll call them green sparkles, just going out and spreading out into the universe and touching all the people. I love that. That's beautiful. You know, I encourage you to collect a few of those stories because it might be the next book. You never know. <laughs> oh, you never know. That's a great idea. Um, yeah. So, you know, it comes back to me finding this Richard, Richard Hittleman book and how it touched me. And that's the magic I want from my book is for it to touch people in that same way. Beautiful. To give people the support that they need, whatever, whatever they need from the book. So that that's the magic. And I think it's happening. 
Oh, wonderful. Yeah. That is so, so wonderful. Well, first of all, let's just say that they can get the book on Amazon, right? Correct. It is Reclaim Your Wild by yeah. Tracy Weber. Yay, that's you. <laughs> and and then they can also reach you at walkaboutyoga.net. Correct. Okay. Can they order the book through you or mostly on Amazon? Uh, you know what? Right now it, it is on Amazon only, but I'm gonna put I'm gonna pop it on my website um, as, as soon as all my copies come in. They can Good. get it through there. There's also uh, merchandise on the website that supports the journey. That oh nice the journey. Yeah. So that's that's also available on my website. Give me an idea, like what kind of, just give me an idea of so, one or two. For example, the, some of the, the activities that you're invited to do is do like a ritual foot soak, which is a, which is a Chinese healing process to, to huh. detox. So I have a ritual foot soak kit that has coconut oil and lavender in it, dried herbs, a, a candle, a little, little bit of tea. So the ritual foot soak is you fill a basin with warm water and then you add these ingredients and you sit there for a half hour and just let the magic happen to your feet. And you just keep adding some water to it. I recently did one up at Eisenhower Park outside and it was oh. amazing. It was amazing. So different things like that, that just help support different adventures or tasks that you're asked to go on. That's fantastic. Do you have any like last thoughts or bits of advice you want to share with listeners before we wrap up? Yes, I would love to see and really think that it is necessary for just kind of masses of women who have reclaimed their wild to just take the world by storm and, and nice. be out there, be themselves and feel confident and share that. Yeah. So that's what Ooh, I do. That yeah. is awesome. And what a great visual to see them, you know, really uniting and impacting the world. Yeah. I don't remember who it was, but somebody famous said that, you know, women will save the earth now. We'll see. 100%. You know, the, the, it's really interesting because in the, there were seven nations run by women at the start of COVID seven countries and all of those countries fared better than most. And like New Zealand, New Zealand. Yes. is a yeah. perfect example where they yeah. hardly had. I mean, there aren't a lot of people there, but still, right? you know, right. It, it's really an interesting thing. Thank you so much, Tracy. This has been really a wonderful talk. I love yes. getting to know you and inspiring women to reclaim their authentic selves. Can't go wrong. That's right. Can never go wrong with your authentic self. Let yourself be free to enjoy and explore, right? That's correct. And practice your yoga to get the most out of your life. Awesome. All right. Thank you so much for having me. It was such a pleasure. It was really a treat. Thank you. Thanks for listening today. Don't forget to like this episode if you enjoyed it. Write a positive review if you feel inspired. And subscribe so you never miss an episode. I'll have more about love and magic next time. Until then, this is Oceana Fortuna reminding you to share your love and seek magic every day.